Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan, now with 300% more sleep. I'm Garrett, and neither of you are my real parents. How do you know that? I... You know what? I I don't know that. (laughs) Introduce yourself and we'll find out, I guess. And I'm Tepper. Can I call you dad for the podcast? Or would you prefer mom? I prefer daddy. Daddy. Okay. Well, it's a little bit of a different connotation, but I'll take it. (laughs) This week, we'll be watching Monkey Bone, directed by Henry Selleck, released in 2001. Cartoon Network later went to make their hit late-night block Adult Swim after receiving criticism from parents for supporting uh, the movie and its marketing during its regular runtime block. Garrett brought this movie to us this week. Why? Uh, Yeah, so as John definitely said first, or sorry, Mom definitely said first, uh, I chose this movie this week. Uh, because it has been a long time since I've seen it. And the context behind it is we used to, like a lot of movies I watched when I was a kid, we used to have a uh, totally legal direct TV satellite um, that my dad definitely spent more than several afternoons with myself on the same landline, just trying to get the right positioning for it, uh, which allowed us to get a lot of free movies at the time. Because we definitely ordered the package where we got all the movies for free. And uh, amongst those movies, this was one of them. Where uh, when you're a kid and you have a satellite dish where mostly only movies work, you kind of just rewatch the same movies over and over and over again. So Monkey Bone was one of those movies. And despite me watching a lot of movies at that time in that era over and over again and remembering them decently well, this is one that I don't quite remember exactly i have like snippet memories of it and lately with my big like you know uh weird movie practical special effect kick i'm on i thought this would be like this would be a really interesting one to bring to the podcast you know so that would be my reasoning for bringing it here uh also brandon fraser recently uh uh oscar oscar winner uh Finally, his, uh, yes. he's well, he's well overdue, well, well overdue for winning. So that also sparked that movie into my mind when I was talking about Brandon Fraser the other day. Yeah, this one I haven't even heard of until the podcast. So same. Yep, there might be a reason for that. Uh, based on the ratings that we're seeing are extremely <laughs> low. Uh I had an emotional reaction to that, but I also didn't really have a lot to back that up with because I don't remember a lot of the movie. I, the, the thing, too, to keep in mind is we've had more than a couple movies on this podcast that have gotten, like, really low critic ratings but actually been, like, very good movies. They were just... They were made at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, even, the audience was not ready for what it had to offer. You, so what you're saying is pe- people are wrong. Is, is yeah, telling me. oh, yeah, yeah. quite oh, often. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone who's not been on this podcast is frequently wrong. That's true. The, the people on this podcast typically more wrong than them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a big one I always think about is like Last Action Hero, where where like it was like a pan movie. Like when it came out, awful. Like 
it was it was really rough. And like we watched it, and like it's a pretty damn good movie. And the biggest problem is just like I don't think audiences were ready for what it had to offer. Like it was it wasn't quite in the right time. I'm extremely surprised that people did not like that movie or rated that movie poorly. Oh yeah, no. Apparently, like even as early as like test screenings, like it was it was not well received at all. It has like the best fart joke in all the movies, honestly. Uh, uh, I, the, uh, foreshadowing is a literary device. Fart <laughs> jokes. Foreshadowing is a literary device. Oh no. Yeah. Used to, used to, used to, uh, I can't remember the rest of the definition to it, but you know, everybody, everybody knows what foreshadowing is, right? Right. Put your hand up if you know what foreshadowing is. Uh, it means plan in Japanese, right? Yes, definitely. All right. We're now showing Tepper the poster for the movie. Please describe it and tell us what you think the movie is going to be about. Good luck. Hmm. Let me make this bigger. It's about Brendan Fraser. <laughs> bone be too bad. Or bone to be bad. I, Which is probably correct, but even that's not good. I'm moving away from the microphone to laughing for Tepper's initial reaction because I just read that and that's so bad. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like born to be bad yeah, or yeah, like yeah. bad to the bone kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like there's two different ones and it's combined into no possibly correct way. Unless it's an instruction re- related to, to the near character to be mm. <laughs> where you are to bone her bad. Bone be too bad. Bad to bone be. Maybe it's like one of those like, uh, puzzles where you have to say it really fast and it's like a bunch of words that don't make sense but when you phonetically sounded it it means something else i might be looking into that more a little too much (laughs) there's also a few other things on this poster yeah 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 that was just like what immediately caught my eye yeah no very fair was bone to be bad or bone be too bad yeah yeah that that is a poster um, where do I start? I guess I'll start at the top in yellow in an arch. It says Monkey Bone, title of the movie, in case you weren't aware. Um, and then standing, a posing is Brendan Fraser. Um, he is looking. How do you describe the expression on his face? smug like early 2000s smug a little smug or maybe like Like a little like because it's really happening yeah like like a confused laugh quizzical quizzical yeah yeah yeah. quizzical smugness (laughs) motorcycles back out on the road again tis Um, the season Oh, it's our Which favorite guest. Any day of the week, <laughs> we were spared his presence for a bit because of that road closure. 
and the monkey's paws finger goes down. Man, I am not good. At, man, I'm just really bad. I'm usually bad with idioms, but I'm particularly bad today. Holy! I do like I do like the. I know it's not what it actually is, but I like the tiny man trying to hit Brendan Fraser with a mallet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess like for everything else on the poster, it's like a real mishmash of like random stuff, kind of like fantastical. Um. There's like a weird um, monkey-like thing with a chainsaw. It's busy. Yes. Yes. To to summarize it, it's very, very busy. Yeah, this is honestly one of those like look up this poster yourself because like trying to trying to describe all of it would not do it justice. It's very. uh... Oh, there's a tiny fat cowboy centaur. Where? Uh huh. Next bottom to right. the bad. Oh, yeah. And then there's that like weird goblin-looking thing, just a little above it. Which goblin-looking thing? I can count three, <laughs> four. In fact, the one by the centaur. Uh, yes. I thought you were referring to like the blue-looking one to his on it. Oh, uh, uh, under his, his hand. My left. Yeah. There, there is a normal woman and a cat woman and a pug wearing a mask. Yeah, it's just it's pretty out of faith, like uh, like place just having like a regularly dressed woman in the background, presumably some sort of love interest. And like even Brandon Frazier's dressed kind of kooky, like he's got a big yeah. red tie and kind of like some patches on his coat. You see, the thing is, the white woman is the one that's out of place on this poster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's the imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's vaguely carnival is the theme that everything could be argued to fall under <laughs> maybe a little bit like Circus-y. vegas uh, yeah like yeah. Yeah. you vegas. said you said like cartoon network did did um, advertisements for it at any rate i wonder if it's related to cartoons um oh uh the, interestingly i remember the commercial for this movie cuz i remember one of the characters, like the end of the commercial had, uh, I think the song come out and play it's, Oh man, who's it by it's offspring. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was to an offspring song. Um, I remember the commercial having just one of the characters juggling at the end and then just hearing like, come out and play at the end, man, that just like popped back into my head, slowly, slowly unraveling the mystery trapped in my mind. Uh, yeah, so what do you think the movie's about? Um, I don't even know where to start with it. Like, Brendan Fraser on some wacky, wacky adventure. Um, but beyond that, I, I couldn't even begin to guess. Uh, uh, he has to bone to be bad. <laughs> bone? Point, point to the thing he has to bone on that poster. Except the only thing you can't choose is the normal looking woman. <laughs> I mean, we already said she's the imposter. Yeah. Fair. Uh, um, the great challenge facing him is that he has to bone all of it. Oh, God. Including the chainsaw? Sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> 
Oh dear. <laughs> great reward only comes through great struggle. Yeah. Is that like a? Uh, I'm trying to like piece together little things from my memory. Like I, I remember like two characters and like flashbulb scenes with them, but I don't remember what the fuck that like dead Michael Jackson looking dude on the left hand side with it looks like he has duct tape around his waist. Yeah, I, I not nothing's nothing's coming to that. So, all right, we'll see you after the film. What's wrong with my neck? You broke it! You're an organ donor! Those are our organs! Get back on that slab! And we're back! So, what did everyone think? It's kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, like the. It had moments. It had moments. And I will say that, like, it was visually, it was quite interesting. Yeah, I think that's my I'm now realizing a lot of movies I really liked when I was younger, want to rewatch and forget. I'm just enthralled with, like, the effects, you know, like that that Tim Burton esque. Well, I mean, it was Henry. It was a uh, Henry Selick. So Selick, I think that's his last name who did, like. Nightmare for Christmas and like Coraline, I think, um, oh, okay. or at least helped on those. So like that explains why they went so fucking hard on like the practical special effects, the claymation, the just like different types of effects. But mm-hmm. but as like a yeah, as like a movie and a plot, it was like hollow. It just felt like it felt like to me. It's just a showcase for like really cool effects. Like all the characters were wacky and interesting and dope but as in like the the created characters but like the people characters were just kind of like okay well get out of the way i want to go back to the to the nightmare world you know yeah yeah the nightmare world and like the created characters were a lot more interesting than the real world um storyline yeah and like brandon fraser all he did was like when he the movie's a mecca, by the way. Uh, it's a soul mecca and a literal mecca because at the end, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg in the in the death mech or whatever it is. I would have called. Yeah. I, I would have. I'd call it a ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. He, ratatouille. He did, it would have been a mecca if they had had like one final fist fight on top of the mech, but yeah. Well, they did have a fist fight in the air on the balloon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not on a mech, so it can't be a mecca. True. A, true. a balloon is just a mecca of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mecca of it's air is the pilot, and <laughs> that's my favorite Evangelion character, oxygen or helium, I should say. Um. So, oh, what was a what was my? Oh, yeah, like because all Brandon Freight, like they could have done a face off thing, you know, where like. I mean, they kind of did, but like, you know, played around with what the character would do rather than like makes monkey noises and touches things with feet because he did more and he did more monkey grunts than like a single episode of any anime ever (laughs) (laughs) makes just like, yeah, noises, you know? 
Don't clip. Don't clip. That. No, I was gonna say Sean to clip that. Don't clip that. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> ah shit! Turns out this episode was on giant trap. <laughs> Damn it! What did you think, John? Um. Yeah, a lot of the same. Uh, do I have worthwhile comments? Um. Like some some of some of the. IRL monkey antics were good. Yeah. Um like the actually like the the <laughs> the right at the beginning when he's just like climbing climbing on like things and like jumps down on the chair and just breaks it and then like jumps up on the the mantle was pretty good and like also also the the sex scene just like swinging on the bars that was actually rather entertaining. That went on so long. True. Like, yeah, that went on. It did do that. Yeah, that was very excessive. It's like it's like they're like, all right, Brandon Fraser, do sexy like do a sexy monkey dance routine, and we'll cut about half of it. And then they like were like, just kidding, we're using the whole thing. And it's like three solid minutes of him just writhing around on the bars. Yeah, I was pretty thoroughly bored for most of the movie until like the last like quarter things picked up a bit and they got some like like the bit with the surgeons oh yes the surgeons that was were pretty fucking good <laughs> just, just like it's just like hey you're an organ donor get back here like oh here's my new mercedes and yeah <laughs> like, here's my trip again. yeah because uh, it was like like the first genuine laugh that the movie got from me was like the the nightmare for the dog just because yeah. the 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 imagery of these cat faces on this like farmers, they got the giant scissors. That was that was pretty funny. It's like real cats, just as farmers. Yeah, about to neuter Buster, the dog. You know, Buster the dog, like from literally every other nineties movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I loved the nightmare aesthetic. Like, yes, yeah. like that. That's one of the things where I like don't want to be too hard on this movie because like, um, like dreams can be extremely uh, confusing and disorienting and like like wacky and weird and like a lot of media whenever they try to portray dreams don't really take full advantage of how weird they are. Whereas in this uh, in this movie, it really felt like, oh yeah, no, they're they're, they're going far with this, like the weird um, when he's like kind of like a weird worm thing on an operating table, and yeah, he's like a root vegetable or something. Yeah, and and they're like, but gonna like saw. It was just like, oh wow, that's fucking weird. And they're like, like pulling the plug on him, just he's just deflating. Yeah, yeah. Like the they made that picture like of him as like like oh this was his nightmare from when he was a kid and it's like a really good picture and then the effects team was like we could make that IRL and like when he went into the the like um like when he was trying to escape like death's realm or whatever yeah and he went into like the Super Mario painting version of yeah that. like. I I was like I was like how the fuck are they gonna do this? Are they just gonna like animate the whole thing? I was like no, there's like six different types of effects going on here. I was like holy shit, that's dope! Like that's so cool. Yeah, I just I I don't 
uh, my child brain has no regard for uh, a plot or structure or anything. It just, it likes effects. I mean, same is true today, honestly. You could show me something with dope effects and I'd be like, this is this is the best movie. Yeah. I did like the um, the death spirits. Those were um, mm. very interesting. Like, like the design? Yeah, like it almost looked like they were going to open up because the middle has like a like a like a red crease. I almost thought they were going like, <laughs> to open up in like a maw or something. Um, yeah, it reminds me of a wraith design from, is it 14? Where's that? I'm not sure. Some game. I think it's probably Final Fantasy 14. That's the only game I play anymore. Yeah, just the big, big, big flowing robes, and yeah, like how how it looks. Yeah, they they it's so weird, like because they've got that big hole in the top. Yeah, what that for? Yeah, what what that doing there? And also like that weird reverse pompadour they have going on, like the yeah. the long flowy but stiff hoods. Yeah, and like I mean, bureaucratic death is often <laughs> a fun trope. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, like, Whoopi Goldberg, like, does she act ever? (laughs) Like, is it just me or is there something, like, it kind of, it takes me out of it whenever I see her in, like, a non-serious role or just, like, a, like, a, like, a supporting role. Like, she just, it's like, she's just like, hey, Whoopi, act like early 2000s, 90s, Whoopi, go, and that's your character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, she, is, is it just me? This is, the, this is the most recent Whoopi that I've had, other than uh, my grandmother watches The View upstairs, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I prefer the monkey bone Whoopi, but, you know. I don't know, she's just kind of, she was just there. Like she was mm-hmm. fine. Now it could have been Christopher Walken, apparently. Oh, I yeah, think that would have been better. I agree. Whoopi Goldberg is just Christopher Walken, diet Christopher Walken, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> just the backup. Yeah. The Mad Cat, the Mad Cat's controller, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they, man, they've they've fought over so many of shared roles over the years. <laughs> I liked the city that it was like a massive claw. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. They really leaned into like the the ooky spooky carnival trope, which I'm big fan of, um, just like aesthetically and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, it's kind of, I don't know, talking about this movie is kind of rough, because it's like, there's so many parts of it that were just kind of fine. Yeah. Like, bad, but they also weren't good either. It's also very much the summer, and I'm just it's so warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> Brain turned off. Um, I can understand why parents weren't super, like, jazzed about Cartoon Network promoting this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, it was like Henry, is it that his name? Henry Selleck It's driving me crazy. Yes, it is Henry Selleck. I don't know why I keep thinking of something else. It's like Henry Selleck's Conquers Bad Fur Day. Like if Henry Selleck was rare when they made Conquers Bad Fur Day as like the, 
the oh we're doing like the kind of kitty stuff but we're doing like raunchy awuga um a monkey grab booba thing you know yeah the literal awuga yeah no the <laughs> actual awugas <laughs> that actually had me laugh because i've just seen it in memes like so often of just people like making fun of that and then just seeing it for real <laughs> yeah it was a it was a real like trope that was just in yeah. every cartoon ever <laughs> Yeah, I just, I had not seen it for so long, so it was just like, oh my god, I forgot that this was actually real. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to play the game? Uh. Uh. Who Who were the two Breaking Bad characters in this movie? Oh man, I would lose. I did not. I did not hear. I I, was, I only saw like uh Bob. Uh, what was it? Oh, that was that was uh Gina Carlo. I did not recognize him, really. Yes. Yes, you got the one. Yeah, Jim Esposito was Hypnos. Yes. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And very, looks way younger. Obviously, because well, obviously. Well, like and just like, just like not, he definitely, he has a, he has a uh, marketable cadence to his voice nowadays. That was not really delivered here. And do you know who Bob Odenkirk played? Without he was the head surgeon. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, maybe that's why it was so whimsical. It just added his charm to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I did like the. <laughs> There's a lot of like silly visual gags everywhere. Like speaking of the surgeons like when the football player grabbed the i don't know yeah. generic organ they like dog pile him i'm just like yeah that's that's cute that's cute yeah and also like the only time there's like viscera like 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 well i guess the the whole corpse thing kind of comes after this but like the anytime there's any blood or viscera is like when the cat like kills the rat police does anybody remember that when they're in the when he got out of the prison? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. I I I actually missed that. I didn't think about that visual gag. Damn. Yeah, but yeah, and, I was focused more on her just straight up killing. Him. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's cat and rat. You know, cat and mouse. Yeah. But, but also, like, her face is covered in blood, and that's like very tonally dissonant. Like, not entirely tonally dissonant, but like. There's implied darkness and like a different type of darkness, and then you're like, oh wait, no, now it's now it's like a gory horror movie thing. I'm just like, holy shit, mm-hmm. kind of comes out of nowhere, which I dig. Abraham Lincoln, yeah, the what? great emancipator of souls. They're, yeah, they're not souls of dream trapped people, or both. Yeah, what's the what's the rules there? Because like there were uh, oh, so I guess that 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 was that established that like people in comas end up in the land of nightmares. I kind of like there were like gags of like oh, this is like where all the people in comas hang out at the coma bar and like they have the the feeding tubes or whatever for their drinks, but there was like other like it implies that there were other dead souls there and figments of imagination like i get like the sleep 
the like purgatory sleep area they were in is like inhabited by like dream things and what but it has like also deities and stuff and like i don't know i guess i guess it kind of makes sense that like death and sleep are so close to each other like hypno and death it's so Mm -hmm. yeah and proximity you're just one rickety roller coaster ride away you know or one abraham lincoln in the sky away from returning home Maybe the next Abraham Lincoln will be the Abraham Lincoln home. Uh, choose choose your fighter. Choose choose your fighter of all the uh, Nightmare Realm characters, the ones we saw several of, like the the Cyclops or the the Bird People or like the Wasp Lady. Sexy yeah, wasp. that was so weird. <laughs> Like, I guess, thinking about that, I was like, at least good for, like, they, they, they went in. Like, they didn't half-ass some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they they really, like, fucking, oh, my God, the budget was, oh, boy. Oh, no. $75 million. Whew. And it boxed office at 1% of that. 7.6. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 10% of it? Say 10. Thank you. Numbers. 10%. You're, you're correct. I Still very bad. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. But That's, I mean, oof. yeah, all the budget went into the effects, clearly. Not the writing, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That was uh, trivia. Uh... Uh, when the f- film was first being pitched as something altogether darker and closer in tone to the original graphic novel. Original graphic and novel. Original graphic novel. It was based off a graphic novel, evidently. Uh, and we could have had Nicolas Cage instead of Brendan Fraser and Christopher Walking instead of Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Like, I like Brendan Fraser a lot. This role feels like Nicolas Cage would have just annihilated it. Mm-hmm. Like, when did Face Off come out? Because he yeah, could have been like, add another Face Off to his list. Yeah, that was '97, so it was four years before this one. So yeah, he's like, get typecast as the Face Off guy. Yep. Do you need to do a body swap like plotline in a movie? You're he's the guy. Are you, re- are you remaking Freaky Friday? Why not cast <laughs> Nicolas Cage as the mother? Oh my god. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg makes a guest feature. Should have been Christopher Walken. Damn. I think that's just going to be a thing now. Every time I see her, I was like, ah, Christopher Walken's could have played that character. <laughs> Every role of hers. Christopher Walken could have done better. Ah, shit. But yeah, choose your, choose your fighter. Uh, excluding, I guess, the deities, just because... They're deities and not spirits. Um, Death's assistant. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. great. Was yeah, great. I like the like when he has like the little cardboard, like the the pop up thing or whatever. He's just like, oh, I love my wife or whatever. Yeah, what was? Where did that come from? I love that. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my god. 
Yeah, that's where, like, like seriously, like, the last quarter of that movie was like, oh, okay, here's, like, some of the potential of this coming through. Like, where was this energy for the first, like, chunk of this movie? But also, like, it wraps up so, like, the pacing at the end is so weird. It's just, like, I guess death just likes Stu and is like, okay, go get him, tiger. You know, it's the whole airport scene. Like, oh, she's getting on the plane. It's like, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like, <laughs> it it felt almost like there was a movie wrap-up when they got the escape ticket or whatever. Or the yeah. And he was just like, it's like, well, now I get to go back to my body. It's like, oh, wow, is this movie already over? It's like, oh, it sure the hell isn't. He hits him with a monkey wrench because he's a monkey. Can you, can you walk me through that one again? Okay. Um, so the... So the the main the his his cartoon character is a is a monkey, right? Uh, named Monkey Bone, um, which is an allegory for his penis, as we found out in the first like five minutes of the movie. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then uh, the tool that he used to knock out uh, Stu was is called a monkey wrench why it's called a monkey wrench i have no idea so it's 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 funny i think the intention because, is because you can grip it with either hand right oh really probably the jaws of a monkey wrench were only grossly adjustable and usually made of or or loose fit on the nut or bolt head. Monkeying off a nut or bolt with such a wrench often involved several tries to get the wrench to fit without it slipping off. Okay. Uh, It's a handy thing to monkey with. So, like, any tool that you monkey with is a prefix monkey. It's like an elephant longbow. Yeah, a monkey elephant lompa. <laughs> uh, or for all you uh for all you sassy ones out there, a uh, a monkey vibrator. Cuz that's a that's monkeying around. Please don't make me explain that joke. Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Explain that joke. No, no, no. No. No, you will explain that joke. Not Ma- masturbation. Master masturbation. Where would where would Monkey Bone put it? I guess his ass. He has an ass. He just doesn't have anything else. Yeah, no, that's where his thumb belongs. And then the uh, purple, lit, literally purple crazy knockout gas. By the way, I mean purple crazy nightmare gas in this case. But uh-huh. oh, um, this just popped into my head. Uh, oh no! It's every good mecca has a has a cat girl maid slash waitress literally a cat girl this movie what mecca has a cat girl made garrett (laughs) you know what you got me all right i just assume every anime trope is just in every anime show every every good one yes (laughs) (laughs) try to find try to find a mecca i like you can't there's no cat girl maids (laughs) i'm gonna regret googling this why are you googling cat girl mates? Oh god! Yeah, of course. The first thing is a Reddit post with suggestions. 
Uh, oh, look, Monkey Bone is the first one. Oh, yeah. No, there's a there's one from that looks like from like the 90s. Holy shit. Garrett's going to start monkeying around. Oh, boy. <laughs> monkeying around and finding out. Uh, I do like how many um, like like uh, symbol monkeys and like monkey <laughs> monkey <laughs> He just dropped from the call. I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> what what happened? You you just said I really like how and then just dropped from the call. <laughs> yeah, gone. <laughs> Presumably being... the podcast caught what you said, but we didn't. I yeah, it looks like the wiggly lines are I'm being censored. I'm being censored. Um no, I was gonna say I really liked how they had the just around their house, uh the aesthetic choice of like having a bunch of like symbol monkeys and monkeys playing instruments, like like little wind up toys and shit like that. That's something I would fuck with, like I would do if they were more easily available. I think that was just like the first like few minutes of the movie before we jump into the cartoon was that there's just like monkeys flying everywhere, implying that like he has to move them out of his way to start his art because there are so many. Just like the little monkeys. The little monkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, I also liked that like some of the character choices were just like pull them out of a hat. Like, okay, we've got like a Cyclops and a centaur and like a cat girl and like a, like a rat cop. What if we had three devils? We just, we stuck three devils together and put them in a suit. And that's one of our characters. Mm-hmm. It's just three devils, three devils in a trench coat, but they don't understand how that's supposed to work. Yeah. Horizontal. That is actually, that's actually, ooh, I'm going to save that for D&D. Just like three imps in a trench coat. <laughs> but they're just horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Yeah, it'd be interesting, like, there's no trivia of it, but it'd be interesting if it was just like, like, everyone who worked on this just was just like, it's like, hey, tell us about some weird-ass thing you've dreamt about before. An elephant with four arms that plays the piano. Or Stephen King. Yeah, wasn't Stephen King? Oh, yeah, right. He sure was. He sure was and is still in death prison. Yeah, but, like, Stephen King was with, like, Jack the Ripper. And Attila the Hun. Yeah, and who is the murder lady? Is like the axe murder lady. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember the name though. Axe murder. Axe murder lady. Liz Lizzie Bor- Liz Borden. Yeah, Elizabeth Borden. She was acquitted. There is no justice. No, well, she didn't get acquitted. She's she's stuck in uh, nightmare jail now with uh, true. Stephen King. I did like the um, for all the Stephen King's fans out there. He uh, he Stephen King got monkey boned by Cujo, where Cujo was like one of his yeah horror novels. But that was I thought that that was funny. That was, mm-hmm. that was yeah. Funny. So yeah, some of that stuff was like neat little like nods. 
Mm-hmm. A little, little tongue-in-cheek. Here's some concept art of the uh, death spirits. Of what I don't remember what, if they were called something. If, uh, I think they, they said they were reapers. More metal. Damn. Oh, yeah. That's uh, some... Their head, their heads are are a hammer. That's that looks like a Final Fantasy villain, like that concept art. If you ask me what game that was in, I'd be like, "That's some, that's some like deviant art fan art shit, or like, or sorry, OC art shit, or Final Fantasy." The um the the. The one that chased them out of uh, Death's Realm, though, he had, like, armor on. He lo- he kind of looked like that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, did, yeah I missed that. He was a bit more elaborate costume. I didn't get a close look, but... Yeah. It just looked like he was more padded and had a scythe. Yeah. One security guard for Death's Realm. <laughs> That's yeah. A... I mean, there's only been, like, a dozen unconscious people who tried to escape. It's fine. Hey, you'd think heists like that would be more common. I guess not everybody has a has a smoking hot fiance or soon to be fiance to go back to. You know, he's the only one. He's the only person that ever appealed to death because he was in love. Yeah, well, that's where I like the assistant, where it's like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, you miss your like girlfriend or whatever, like turns the wheel. <laughs> uh. It's like, oh, boo-hoo. You miss your loved ones. Yeah, he... That guy should have been death. He seems like he would do a bit more of a... A callous job. Yeah, I feel like you have to be pretty... I don't know. It, you, like, death can still be an interesting character, but I feel like you have to be pretty numbed to the... To the plights of the living. If you're death, you know? Or, like, be very rule-oriented. Yeah, like, logistical. Yeah, that's on the job posting for death. Yeah. Rules oriented. Must have an understanding of policies and procedures. Can we talk about the the line that I'm stealing from this movie? Uh, which was we we don't need an invitation, <laughs> we have diplomas. That was so good. Like again, the last quarter of that movie was like pretty good. And, like, a large part of that was those surgeons were awesome. Like, I just love the idea of, like, five surgeons in a car chasing after a, a body that got up and ran start running away from them. Oh, it's fucking just on the phone with, with like, the hospital or whatever. <laughs> just like, it's like, yeah, uh, the, the organs are in transit. Uh, yes, they're, they're in better condition than we even expected. <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah that that whole chase was excellent i don't think i've ever seen a with a movie with more flailing like what with <laughs> a man becoming a monkey um all the various costumes that are wanging around and uh and the corpse the literal corpse walking around honestly i don't know how much staying power it would have but give me a movie that was just that concept of 
of just those of just the surgeons chasing chasing a possessed uh, organ donor. Like just make the movie entirely about that. It's like a reverse weekend at Bernie's where instead of them <laughs> trying to hold it up, they're trying to they're trying to hold it down. She kisses the corpse. Like she has a lot of faith in that one person. Like what if it was just a like what if it was just like a like a whacked out dude that like stole his mother's like heirloom ring or whatever, you know? It's fine. He he knew one or two things. He knew her nickname that he called her and the dream. Like he in the scene where she's walking away, he was like he's like, Don't you remember the dream? Like very vague. Like extremely Yeah, he was a little more specific. Like he talked about like how he was calling out for her and Yeah. So there was some other stuff, but well, once, well, it was just, I think it was, that was the thing that made her stop was like, yeah. he could have said like a million things and he just got it right. He just rolled twenties, you know, in the, in the world where this isn't actually, wasn't I actually mean, like students. I mean, it also helped that her supposed, um, husband to be was acting extremely erratically and uncharacteristically. Yeah. So somebody else coming up and being like, Hey, I'm your actual husband. A little more believable when that insanity was going on i do like i do like where she's just like it's just like it's like his personality is different he was in a coma for three months obviously it was the weird drug i put in him which i mean also probably fair but it's like could also you know just be he was in a coma for three months yeah and they did they did like expose that like when they're like he is about three months that happened that three months happened like yeah that was like all of a sudden they're like it's been three months i was like what it's been like two scenes. Felt and like, like, and like, what is the what is the sister's motivation? Like, we don't. That's uh, see. We... So so actually, that was something I was thinking about. Where I was like, oh, okay. Like the whole when when she like showed up and was like kind of seemingly wanting to rush uh, killing him. Um, I was like, okay, so he needs to. Him and Monkey Bone in the dream world need work to together. Yeah. work together and sort out his baggage and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And the movie will like, uh, like he'll get out of the dream world like 15 minutes before the end of the movie when he's about to like get killed and say, you know, I love you to his wife, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, he doesn't resolve his issues with Monkey Bone, he just recaptures him as an Adalon. Yeah, um. <laughs> But yeah, so when it was when it was just like, oh yeah, we've resolved this thing, like halfway through the movie, it was just like, oh, what? this is so weird because I really thought the sister was basically going to be the villain. Like I was expecting, like, oh, she would try to sneak into the hospital and like cut his tube, or like she, you know, and like <laughs> meanwhile his his sister or uh, his wife would be like trying to like stop her and. You know? Yeah, yeah, like just yeah, give us a cartoon cartoonishly evil sister who's like yeah. just trying to gain control of the monkey bone uh IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I really expected uh like uh when he the promise was mentioned to him about like oh the thing about you know if we're ever in a coma like and he'd be like I never made a promise like that like what are you talking about and it's just like oh it turns out she was lying about it to try to kill him. 
you know, like that, that was what I thought was going. How yeah. Go. Yeah. There were, this, this definitely was four or five movies. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. that very well could have been like, yeah, like the whole plot thing, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. about the branding deal. And like, she wants to inherit it, but we just get that. She's like, uh, like a quirky sister who made a, like who made a pact. That was it. Like, yeah. Jeez. And like, yeah, you have that. So you have that movie that you could have And then she in. didn't show up for the rest of the movie, I don't think. No, she didn't. She was in like a dream sequence after or no, no, that was before. But yeah, that was yeah. it. And then she's just she's gone. And then you have the like second movie, which is like uh the mask thing, right? Where character turns goofy. Featuring Jim Carrey. Have you done the mask for this podcast yet? No. no. Have you have you seen the mask, Jeffrey? I have not seen the mask. Holy shit. Oh boy. I feel like the mask would cause me psychic damage though. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't wanna uh, you've probably seen a gif like this, and I don't wanna do mad spoilers, but like does does the biggest awuga I think I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, true. But also possibly a pretty good movie. That's my recollection of it. I guess we'd have to watch it to find out. Yeah, I definitely like. I remember a good chunk of it, and think it lands pretty well for what it is. I feel like I saw like one scene out of it, and that's basically it. I also remember that there's like a sort of son of the mask. Yeah, that one's much worse. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just watch The Mask. That's That should be fine. I don't think Son of the Mask has any redeeming qualities. Who is if it? If I recall who correctly. Is it in that? Because, yeah, that came out many, many... That came out only ten years later. Yeah. And, like, wasn't there... Uh, one of the guys in Spy Kids, guy who played Floop, whatever his name is, wasn't he like? Weren't they literally like yo, like Loki, the trickster god? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like the it's mask. A, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's established that the mask was created by Loki or something along those lines. Weird. So Floop. Wow. Floop creates the mask, which makes go wacky. Yeah. Huh. Lore. <laughs> mask lore. The mask. The world building and lore of the mask. Betcha the dog in that movie's name was Buster, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might. I feel like it's Spot. Nice. Spot Buster. Yeah, I was thinking, like... Spot the Buster. Um, <laughs> this, this movie got me thinking that, like, for uh, things to list type deal for next season, do, like, names of pets in movies? <laughs> or, uh, uh, like, Awoogas? Awuga count. Can we get an <laughs> yeah, what, count? what is the Awuga count? Did we have an Awuga this movie? That also counts um uh, boyoyoings. Yes. <laughs> and uh, extreme lip licking. <laughs> jaw jaw dropping uh, yeah. and then picking jaw up off ground. A taxonomy for horny reactions. There, there's a there's a band called Awuga. Oh dear. 
Did you did you just Google search a wooga? I just Google searched a wooga. Nice. <laughs> what is the meaning of the word a wooga? <laughs> the <laughs> term describing the noise of a klaxon, specifically a submarine klaxon. Uh, oh, also see, humana humana. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh Actually, that's God. just... Hmm. This... <laughs> It's the uh, it's it's the 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 horny word trilogy uh, next to like the magic world tr- word tr- uh, tr- trinity of uh, uh, of abracadabra alkazam. It's just uh, bibbity boppity boop. No, uh, whatever you the ones you just said that have a wooga and um, humana humana. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay, we're doing fuck Mary kill. <laughs> um. Uh, jaw dropping to the floor and picking it up. Uh, Awuga and Humana Humana. Go. Tepper, you're first. Okay, fuck, Mary, kill those three terms. Yeah, those like three things. Um. And, and, uh, what were the three again? Awuga. Jaw jaw drops to the floor. Yeah. And then picks you pick it up. Yeah. Uh, Awuga sound effects. Yeah. Uh, and then humana humana. Uh, uh, kill humana humana, marry a wooga, <laughs> and what was the... Jaw drop in the floor. Yeah, yeah, jaw drop in the floor, yeah. Yeah, what'd that jaw do? <laughs> <laughs> it's working tonight. Alright, John? Uh, kill a wooga. I think fuck uh, jaw drop on the floor and marry humana humana. Ooh, ooh, controversial. What what uh what makes humana humana? <laughs> Can't believe I'm about to say this. Here. What makes humana humana such a good life partner? <laughs> uh, they're more talkative. That's true. Uh, I think I think fuck a wooga. Well, I think we're like all different. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah, we're all different. So I'm I'm fuck a wooga, marry jaw drop to the floor, kill humana humana, which I think Tepper also killed humana humana. Yeah, yeah. Oh geez, it's like a whole copy paste of it. Yeah, there's so many variations. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Picks jobs, fake size, rolls hug. The newest uh, Pokemon game also had a really good bug with the Woo guys. Oh, oh no. yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's absurd. It's such a weird ass bug to have. It's just like the eyes just become uh, like <laughs> a solid foot long cylinder out of out of the character's head. It looks like a cartoon crab's eyes. Yes. <laughs> that's great could you walk around like that well, yeah, with your eyes out like that yeah <laughs> or, in oh, game, yes. oh in game <laughs> so many of these oh my god yeah <laughs>
<laughs> the the punching self. Yep. Yeah. The pantheon of of overly cartoonish horny reacts. We gotta we'll bring it back. Won't get canceled <laughs> or anything. Uh, yeah, we've we've faffed about long enough. We can we can kill this thing. Let's get to business. Teppers, Teppers bottoms. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, this movie. Where to read this movie? Hmm. I think like the number twenty-two spot. Twenty-two below, or sorry, above. Nope, I had it right the first time. Below the Princess Diaries and above the Illusionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like very. How do I say? It's it's a very uneven movie. In that, like, the last quarter was genuinely good, but, like, the first, like, uh, three-fourths of that movie were just kind of, like, boring. Like, I just found myself, like, checking out and being like, oh, man, how much longer is there? Oh, God, there's still that much longer to go. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. It's very unfortunate where it's... Just, just a, just a bit lacking. So much potential in the yeah. special effects. Yeah, like, and and like there is, I think like, the gem of a couple good ideas like buried in there, where it it, it does have so much potential, especially like on the effects side and the set and, like the idea of it. I think is all like very interesting and good, but the execution is just so lacking where, where it's like, it feels like two movies smashed together and it's like kind of unfocused and the pacing is all over the place. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Hey, it's better than the illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> the bar has been met. Yeah, whenever I think about the illusionist, it's just <laughs> what a truly awful movie. You hate that movie. I just you. So bad. It is so bad. And like, hey, as much as I dislike that movie, there's like a bunch of movies below it. That's I know. I noticed that. I thought. I thought for a moment. Um, I always get this mixed up. Like when I just look at the title of Princess Bride. In Princess Diaries. Yeah. So when I saw Princess Diaries that low, I'm like, you did not like the movie. I was like, oh no, that's the like um, Anne Hathaway movie. I yeah, that, that that was yeah yeah that was like a movie where it was like yeah this was like fine. Like it was it was not bad by any means, but it also just like didn't invoke any strong feelings in me. I was just like yeah, it's a movie. But yeah yeah the, the illusionist is. I never get tired of bragging on that movie because, like, man, that that's that's like a movie that was so bad. Where I'm like, Edward Norton's a bad actor. I think no, <laughs> like, he is. He is. <laughs> Holy shit! Also, what the fuck? I'm just looking at the poster. I'm sorry that we have to talk about the Illusionist again, but no, no, no. I never tire of bragging on it. He's 
A, Edward Norton in a fucking goatee. It's it looks yeah. it looks pasted on. It looks like spirit Halloween shit. <laughs> Second of all, he's doing a duck face in the wait, fucking poster. Wait, let me see this again. I, uh... All right. It's god damn it, Edward Norton, you fucking Is he doing it looks like he's doing fucking duck face. Like he's he's doing like a little pouty. <laughs> also, that beard looks so just. It's fake. You're right. That is some spirit Halloween shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was man, the illusionist especially got blasted so hard because we watched the prestige oh man and then we watched the illusionist <laughs> and it was not even close <laughs> yeah because we watched them because they both came out the same year and are very obviously similar intentions to movies yeah, it's it's the it's the you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about fucking all, me. All, honestly. I mean, like, look at where the prestige is on this list versus where the illusionist is. Oh yeah, above heavy metal. Yup. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, the 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 prestige was like absolutely sick, and then like yeah, the, while we were watching the illusionist, we we're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the. Fuck? The only good thing to come out of The Illusionist was, I think that was the movie where we started listing um, a good friend of the podcast. Uh, let me see here. Where was it? Uh, just like scrolling down our list of Paul Giamatti. Good, yeah. close, personal friend of the podcast, listener, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, what the fuck was he doing in that? Come on, come he's on. He's like trying, he, he put, trying he, so hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That man is the only bright spot in that whole the, fucking movie. The last or second last scene of the movie where he <laughs> where where he realizes that he finally gets to go home after shooting this movie and the look of joy on his face. Because <laughs> like in the context of the movie like all the pieces of the mystery are like coming together for him. And he realizes like what actually happened. So he's got this face of just like, Oh, like I figured it out. Like I know. Yeah. He's a, uh, I know what's going on. And then like, but we, we just turned it into, he's like the movie's over. <laughs> I'm done. I can go home. He's on the people we want to list a lot. <laughs> you should ask Chris's thoughts about that sometime. He loves this bit. It's one of his favorites. He's listed 11 times in that <laughs> list. The best is there's some movies where he like actually was in it. So we listed him, then we listed him again just for the bit. Like he was in, uh, yeah, he was in um, Doctor Doolittle. Yes, he was. Oh my god, <laughs> he's that's like out of the movies. I mean, I guess counting the duplicates, the times you put Paul Giamatti twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like forty percent of the movies you watch is just. Are you just going to have a season of just Paul Giamatti movies and then so you can just list him every time? 
Wait. What? Why is he... He wasn't in the D&D movie. What the fuck? Are you sure he wasn't in the D&D movie? I mean, I might be Googling it right now. Go ahead. Honor Among Thieves. I swear to God. I swear to God he's in this fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, I saw it with you guys, but no, he's not. He's not in the movie. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, okay. Scroll, like, look at the top and what that column is actually called. Yeah, people we want to list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We want to list Paul Giamatti. <laughs> look. Close personal friend of the podcast. Someone wants to list Paul Giamatti. They're going to list Paul Giamatti, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he was in the Santa Claus, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been a very fun, long-running bit for this season. Yeah, so so that, that, was, that was like the one good thing to come out of uh, The Illusionist. Um, right, villain. Yes. Um, I guess Monkey Bones the villain? Yeah. We could also assume the sister is the villain, question mark, but for the first act, I suppose. But no, Monkey Bone is definitely the villain. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know where to put him. He was just kind of there. Doing a doing a Marilyn Monroe and dancing about. Yeah. Hmm. I think the number twenty two spot. Twenty two matching the movie. Oh um, true, I didn't even I wasn't even looking at that, but yeah, that works out. Hey, at least, look, at least it's, wait, no, we can't even say that. I was going to say at least it's one thing and it's consistent. It absolutely is not consistent. <laughs> yeah. It is the most inconsistent movie. We got business dads. No business dads in this one. No. Well, I mean, like, there's the there's the uh, marketing guy, the purple face naked dude at the end. Yeah, but he has to have, like, a kid to... Ah, uh, because it's a scale between dad and business. So it's like if if the I mean I mean you you've you've seen like a Christmas movie before where the dad's like ah oh, this deal has to go through and yeah yeah sorry kiddo I won't be around for Christmas and then he learns the true spirit of Christmas and shows up you know that kind of stuff. You promised you promised you'd come to my ball game kind of deal. Yeah, the the biggest thing with like business dads is um we peaked. We peaked with the very first movie we watched, <laughs> and we just it's... haven't seen we just haven't seen a business dad as good. Yeah, Orange and Egg business dad is wild. Yeah, Orange, it's labeled as Konnichiwa. Business oh yeah, dad. yeah. That's, that's for yeah. season two. That's our strongest season two. Yes, but but season one was Orange and Egg Business Dad from the Neverending Story, very first movie. Oh yeah, oh he's yeah. just he's just like, yeah. hey bud, drink 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 your uh, eat your orange and your eggs. Get over your dead mom. It's been two days. Yep. Stop drawing unicorns. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, it was so short, like, right out of the gate, too. Like, he wasted no time. <laughs> yeah. Kenichiwa business dead. Kenichiwa business. It is prehysteria, so, you know. Prehysteria is so good. Yeah, friend of the podcast, prehysteria, exclamation mark. It, oh, man, if only. Those guys are incredible. Like, just the fact that, yeah, we pre- three prehysterias were, like, so close together in quality. It's, like, truly, like, when I'm, like, rating a movie, the first thing I think about is, like, is this better or worse than pre- the three prehysteria movies? You have like a you have like a Goldilocks zone of like what makes a movie mid is like it's worse than prehistoria but better than the illusionist. <laughs> like basically like like the movies between the two are like solid. Like Santa Claus 2 is pretty fun, but only the B plot. Man, you um, hate, you fucking hated Santa Claus 1 like with with Tim oh, Allen. It, it yeah, Santa Claus 1 horrible movie. Uh, uh, or, or how how should I say it? the movie itself was fine. There was just stuff in it where I was like, no, not a fan of that. <laughs> you just hate it. No, that's that's horrifying. No, like this, not not a fan of this. Uh, the, uh, but again, like the movie itself is like totally like it's it's a fine enough holiday movie. Yeah. Um, it's just my very much my like personal taste of like no, I hate this. <laughs> um, but Santa Claus too. Legitimately, legitimately like like a pretty fun movie fire yeah jeez yeah 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 and then the two doctor do little movies best part of doctor do little 1967 was reading up about rex harrison <laughs> that was what? that was the best oh my god didn't they do a remake of that recently did they do another remake of it? Yeah, I think they did another remake of Doctor Doolittle, if I'm not mistaken. Jeez. I mean, like they're rehashing like every IP now, so you know. Yeah. The well is not run dry. Yeah, it was with fucking Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh good lord. 2020. Well, I guess it can't be worse than the other two. It's. People didn't hate it, apparently. That's good. It's, a, it's got a pretty mid-score. Because, man, the other two are... Ooh, I did not like those two. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Oh, Eddie Murphy. What have they done to you? <laughs> he just had gas. He just had gas. <laughs> Uh, who who do we want to list from this movie? Or who do you want to list in general? <laughs> Just that, that dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for someone to say Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, uh, I think we could... I want to list... Uh, uh, I'll fire off some characters that I, I like the three three devils in a trench coat or three devils in a suit jacket. The the surgeons definitely list the surgeons. Yeah, yeah, the gang of surgeons, the gaggle of surgeons, the gaggle of surgeons. Yeah, 
I think they're called a murder of surgeons. A murder of <laughs> surgeons. Oh my god. Uh, um. Uh, four four armed uh, piano playing elephant. Um, who else do we want to list? Oh yeah, there's like a, it's like a human faced cockroach. It's like two scenes hides from, hides from oh, giant Mac yeah, and Forgotten almost him. gets sat on. <laughs> a horny yellow jacket, horny yellow jacket character. <laughs> That's it's someone's fetish. It's what? Yeah, that was something I was thinking about with this movie. I'm like, there was definitely somebody who watched this movie, and this just they they did an awuga IRL, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like just the idea of hearing the sentence of like, so when I was young, I watched Monkey Bone, <laughs> telling that to their therapist, and just like, oh no. <laughs> Now I can't stop jerking off the bull bartender porn. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, who we got for Never in the Glory? Um, normally it's the most kid-like. Um, could be Monkey Bone. It could be uh, Stew. Yeah, like childhood cartoon Stew. Yeah, I guess we could go with Child Stew. Cool. Who did we list? Sorry. Oh boy. Um. T- fuck. Um, mind. I'll fix the list later. Uh, horny, horny wasp. Uh, uh, three, three devils in a three devils in a suit jacket. Um, uh, g- yeah. gaggle of surgeons. Gaggle of surgeons. Murder of surgeons. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh. you, you said the sexy wasp. Uh, the there was like a two faced or something. Oh, four armed piano playing. Um. Four-armed piano playing uh, elephant. Uh, packet. Four-armed piano organ playing pachyderm. I think that was. Was that it? Are we missing someone? Tepper? I, I feel. I feel like there was something else you said, but I can't remember. Was it like the weird face beetle or whatever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The <laughs> human-faced cockroach. <laughs> I guess. Who, the two scenes he was in, I was most perplexed. Uh, cool. We're good here. Let's get some arbitrary readings, though. Hmm. You go first, Garrett. I rate this movie one homina out of four <laughs> hominas. <laughs> <laughs> would, would would you like add an awuga? No, it has it hasn't earned an awuga from you. The, the one hamana is just for the effects. Ah, that, I see. That's what got the. That's what got it. Maybe maybe two heart pumps dramatically out of my chest out of five for the surgeons. As like a decimal. <laughs> 
Uh, I rate this movie uh, three farmer cats out of two balls. <laughs> uh, I I rate this movie perfectly timed Discord ping losing my concentration out of the poor construction of the storyline. Going with that one. Huzzah. If it works, it works. Yeah. Thanks again for having me on the podcast. Hey, Always for coming, a great man. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good cool. to have you along, it's Blake. Good. It's very fun. Whoa. Uh, some last minute trivia before we wrap up. Yeah. Apparently, they the reason the movie feels so disjointed is they fired Henry Selleck halfway through. Oh, well, that would explain things. Yeah. Holy shit. But they still credited him. Huh. I mean, they didn't even credit a second director on IMDb. Yeah, that's weird. So did they, is there just no director for the second half, for, for half of filming? I don't or, know. Or that, that director might have like asked for his name not to be. <laughs> Fair. On, I know that's happened before. It's a. It comes from a quote from uh, Rose McGowan, who played uh, Miss Kitty from the film. Oh my god! Well, that certainly explains a lot of the problems with the movie. Yeah, that's okay. There you go. Yeah, mystery solved. Yeah, because like every other Henry Selleck film is like. A masterpiece on its own. I mean, the ones that I know, anyway. Aside from this one, so. Huh. Weird. As always, I've been your host, Ivan. And I'm Garrett. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.